Hello everybody, I'm finally back after the wedding, the honeymoon, everything was amazing. Um, I'm back to reading and doing the podcast and blogging and everything. So um, this morning I did a show with my brother and just now I finished doing a show with an old friend and co-worker Rocco Bianchi. Um, the dude is into like everything. Um, it was actually a lot shorter of a podcast than I thought it would be. I thought it was like longer, but when we finished, it was only like 40 minutes. Um, but I feel like it was an awesome podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Give Rocco a follow. Enjoy the episode. So even though we just talked for the past 20 minutes, um, hi. Cool. Um, if you just wanted to introduce yourself to everyone that's listening, I know there's a few people listening that'll probably know who you are, but for the people that don't. For sure. My name is Rocco Bianchi. I'm super excited to be on the podcast with Ethan. Um, I'm from Rochester. I grew up actually in a small town like 30 minutes away, so I'm not really technically from Rochester, but I grew up in Honeyway. Um, I'm a yoga instructor, a fitness enthusiast, I guess you could say, um, and I do skincare. Um, I remotely work mostly for Breathe Yoga, and then I do a lot of my own individual things. Um, I'm also partnered with Lululemon as one of their um, brand ambassadors. Um, so that's really like the gist of like who I am and what I do like right now. Um, I remember when we met, we worked together at American Eagle. Yeah. And if you don't mind no, me saying, you know where I'm going. Yes. Um, I saw you at a bar downtown maybe, what, like a year ago? Yeah, probably it was like, yeah. And that was the first time I had seen you since I'd worked with you. Yeah. And you look completely different than you did totally. when you were at the store with me. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I ask this? Like, what did you do? Cause yeah. I, I know that you're really, you're active now with the yoga and you're with Lululemon and you do the class on Wednesdays at yeah. Cobbs Hill. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously really into fitness now, but like, when did that whole story kind of change for you? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously just being like fully transparent, like growing up, I was just always overweight. It was, I, I love food. Who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, probably when I was like 16, I danced from age six to 19. So I was always like an active kid, but I was always carrying the extra weight around. Um, and then I always wanted to be healthy. I always wanted to be in shape. I always wanted to be into fitness, which is, um, I, the more I got like into like eating more and like gaining weight, like growing up, it just like became such like a became something that I thought was just so far away from me that I wouldn't be able to like achieve it. And I think um, around like eighteen, I think I really just like found someone who was willing to like teach me um, just like about macros and fitness and training and just all that kind of stuff that I was kind of missing. And um, from there, I just kind of exploded. I just kind of do, started really small, I guess you could say. I just started to like go with my trainer to the gym. He started to teach me like like just like like basic movements that everyone should know how to do and then I started to get into nutrition from there and then um, just it kind of all encompassed together honestly I feel like once you start a fitness journey it kind of just like all happens like all comes together eventually Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for anyone looking to start um, a fitness journey or like a healthier lifestyle it can be really overwhelming to um, look at the whole picture like when you see someone that's fit um, like the grass can be so far away from you and so I think for me the huge like switch and switch for me was just that I wanted to live longer Mm-hmm. Like I saw myself at like 18, 19 years old, just like 
I would get out of the shower and I would be sweating. Like that is just not healthy, honestly. And then I would, like, I wouldn't be able to run a mile. I wouldn't be able to do like pull-ups or push-ups. And those are just things that, for me, like I want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So I just saw my, I just put my eyes on the prize and just kind of like went for it. Um, and after seven years, it kind of just has become like more of a habit um, and something that like I enjoy doing more than like a chore. Because mm-hmm. well, I know, I, I mean, I've, I think I've followed you on. Instagram ever since I've yeah for sure you. yeah you too um so just like seeing that change and knowing you mm-hmm. and seeing where you are now it's like when I um when I when I saw you at the bar I was like I wouldn't have even yeah. like recognized you if I hadn't followed you online um and that you actually got me going back to the gym like more consistently I've kind of wow. tapered off since like the wedding and everything just because yeah. yeah, so why? much has been going on um but just like seeing that, how everything has worked out for you, mm-hmm. it's I think something that a lot of people would be inspired to see. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like my one like really my biggest goal actually is just like really inspire people to like just keep moving and just show up for that for themselves honestly. And it doesn't have to look like my lifestyle, right? Like seven years ago, I was not working out two to three times a day. I was not eating the way that I am now, and it's just like small steps, right? Like can I can I do can I do this step and just consistently do it for thirty days? Yeah. And then after thirty days, can I add in this or can I add in this? And I just think we get so um, like we get overwhelmed. We can get caught up actually in like what the what the bigger picture looks like, and then it just can be super overwhelming. Um, so going back to like what you said about like you know seeing me at like AEW and then like before we were at American Eagle, I think just like that it's discipline mm-hmm. you know from like American Ego to like seeing you at the bar for like the first time after like four or five years it's just like consistency and discipline are my two biggest like things I keep coming back to mm-hmm. um, and those are the two things that like keep me motivated you know but once my discipline is off or once my consistency is off like you just I feel it for me so I just try to really just stay disciplined and really consistent with like my goals in my life mm-hmm. and from there it's just like everything's um, achievable mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and all the stuff that you're involved in, you mm-hmm. do the it's November project yeah, now, yeah. right? Yeah, it's November project on Wednesday mornings. Um, Lululemon. Yeah. Um, do you work with the nutrition company that I always see you posting? Oh uh, yeah, about? so Project Lean Nation. I um, I just partner with them, so um, and they I do their weekly uh, membership box, so I get twenty four meals a week, and that lasts me six days. Mm. Um, and I really just promote them because um, they've changed my life. You know, like mm. they've consistently well for me like. Just to, I always complain about time, and it's probably an excuse that I use, honestly, just for me. I'm sure I can make more time in my life, but just getting my meals, um, like just getting my meals on Saturday mornings is just like something that keeps me consistent throughout the week. And I usually have one day, like Sundays, that I kind of just like, I don't go crazy, right? Like I try to eat still like 2,000, 2,500 calories, but I actually eat whatever I want. So I nice. usually like, have one day that's like freedom and not too crazy. Like, right, I'm not eating 7,000 calories on that day, but yeah. I try to enjoy myself just so like there's balance in my life. But mm-hmm. I feel like six days on and one day off is just like perfect for me. And um, that's why I do Project Nation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important to find something that works out for you. I think I've said on here before, um, when I went to school my first year, mm-hmm. I was like 220. Yeah. And when I came back home for the summer, I was 282. Oh, wow. And so I started doing fasting, um, and that took all the weight off. And ever since then, I've just I've stuck with the fasting because I don't feel like I need to eat all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just about finding something that works for you. Um, I've heard some people say that fasting doesn't work for them. Yeah. Um, and I just tell them, like, you know, you got to give it some time. And they're like, I, I did. I give it, like, a whole month, and it just yeah. didn't feel well. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe you should just... You got unfortunately you have to play around with stuff sometimes yeah. to figure out what works for you, mm-hmm. but um, it sounds like that's something that 
has worked for you in the long run? Yeah, actually, um, speaking of intermittent fasting, actually, I just actually started recently, like, doing that, actually. So I only, I only eat from the hours of, like, 10 to 6, actually. And then I okay. stop eating at 6 p.m. and then obviously, like, return eating at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you were talking about with what you do? Yeah, I do, like, a noon to 9. Got it. Usually, um, unless I'm just really feeling like I need to eat something. Right. I'm, I'm, like, one of those people where... Like, I'm not worried about being, like, Mr. America, so mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't eat until noon or right, else. Right, right. I'll, like, not look right. But it's like I'll eat when I feel like I need to, but if mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to, I'll just wait till noon. Yeah. Or totally. sometimes I'll, like, I'll be so busy that I'll just, like, look at my phone and be like, oh, it's 3 o'clock. I should probably eat something. Yeah, totally. I'm actually in the same boat. I just try to eat, like, with an eight-hour window. So whenever that tends to be, I just try to, like, whenever I start, I try to just, like... Eight hours from that time. I'm, I guess I'm not like super disciplined on like the time either. Works for me. What do you think about all the stuff? Um, like all the the crazy health science guys. Like some of them will say like, "Oh, I won't eat for like an entire day, or yeah. I, I'll go like a week every." like few months without eating yep. shit like that what do you think about yes yeah, so honestly i really uh, <laughs> i try i really try my best to stay like focused in my own lane honestly yeah. i really don't like watch a ton of videos and i don't really like read a ton of articles but mm-hmm. like i've i've been that guy that's like i've done three days of fasting like yeah for like a while i would eat and then like i would just take a three-day break and i just really found for me that this wasn't attainable it made me miserable mm-hmm. i like wasn't a nice human i was i didn't enjoy like those three days when they were yeah. going by so i i prefer for me i like think they it works for people like just kind of like when people tell me intermittent fasting didn't work for them it's like great like you tried it like try something else i find that for me like eating with eating in an eight-hour window is much more maintainable than like not letting my body have any like food for like a whole week so, like, I mean, if it works for you, like, good for you. Do I think it's healthy? I don't necessarily think it's healthy, but, like, um, if I researched more, maybe I would change my mind on that. But, like, it just seems pretty aggressive not to put, like, any fuel in your body for, like, a whole week, especially with how active, like, I am or, like, you are. Like, yeah, I mean, I kind of need definitely. it. Like, sometimes I'm working out three times, three times a day, and if I was going to do a fast for a whole week, I probably would just, like... No, make sure I had all my water and I probably would just not train for a whole week if I wanted to try that. Gotcha. But I don't I don't see myself trying like a whole week. But the three days I I felt good on it, honestly. Like after like day three was over, I was just like miserable. Yeah. Like my mood was not like I wasn't nice. You were trying to strangle someone. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean I might have been strangling someone, I don't know, Ethan. <laughs> um so when you said working out three days a week, it gives me um a nightmare back to when I came to a workout you guys did mm-hmm. at Cobbs Hill. Yeah. I came on. Well, you ex- explain your. Yeah, yeah. so what you guys uh, do we. Um, I heard about November Project. Um, like a little over two years ago, and my buddy Steve from Buffalo, um, he runs November Project out there, and he's also a yoga teacher. So like our paths are really like aligned with each other. So I actually just kind of was following him on Instagram, seeing all this November Project stuff. wasn't really like I had no idea what it was. And I started to research it more, and it actually started like about nine years ago. It started in Boston by these two best friends named Brogan and Boyan, and they just committed to themselves that they they would work out five days a week in the whole month of November. That was the only commitment, and they started a Google Drive or Google Doc to say, and they just tracked their workouts. So every day after the workout, they would put the workout online, and then all of a sudden, like people started to follow these workouts, and people wanted to come work out with them. So, um, like fast forward nine years, um, November Project now exists in fifty-two cities globally. Um, our closest um, members are Syracuse and Buffalo, um, and we—it's just about free fitness for our communities. So we use the vehicle of fitness to really build our communities together as like more of a family-oriented group and giving people a safe space to work out for f- totally free. Um, so we we don't charge money. We don't. 
know, um, we don't get paid. Um, it's always Wednesday. It's always at 6, 10 a.m. It's always at Cabso Reservoir unless we, like, change it for some reason. Um, but it's really just to offer our community um, the, the vehicle of free fitness. So That's awesome. Yeah. And um, we started as Rochester, Rochester Free Fitness because mm-hmm. um, we have to go through pledging. Um, so we actually um, pledged, um, pledged for 64 weeks before we actually got, like, the initial, like, November project, like, name and everything and they actually it was a really cool morning actually it was um it was in Ju- it was the beginning of july and um what, what workout did you come to do you remember what month it was i can't remember what month it was but it was i remember the workout um, was it cold it was a pr day okay so it was a lot of hills yeah. and it was um if if anyone knows Cobb's hill that's listening it was a uh, trip down the hill a trip up the hill yes we had to do that Three, three times. times, then you do three, like we like run backwards up the hill, mm-hmm. like the smaller hill, and then we do 10 burpees, and you do that again twice, so two hills, two back pedals, 10 burpees, one yeah. hill, one back pedal, 10 burpees, so it's a, a pretty intense workout, Yeah, for and sure. I thought that I was in decent shape until uh-huh. I came to one of those, yeah. and realized that my conditioning was like way, way, yeah. way less than I thought it was, and that was right after I had finished reading David Goggins' book. Oh, amazing. I, I love him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's amazing. He's, yeah, he's awesome. The um, story is um, incredible. Yeah. Did you, well, did you see that thing that he recently went through? He was doing like a 200-mile something race. Yeah, he did a 200-mile race in um, Devils, um, wasn't it? Um, yeah, my buddy Steve did that race. Like, you can do it alone, I think, or you can mm-hmm. do it like as like a relay. He, he had like a pulmonary something or other, so yeah. he had to leave. Okay. But after he got out of the hospital, he came back and finished the race, finished even it. though, like, everyone was already done, and they, like, packed up and went home. Yeah, he's incredible. But I had just finished his book, and I was, like, trying to listen to, like, replay, like, things that I've heard from him on mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever in my head while I was doing your guys' workout. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to the last round of um, the tour. We running backwards yeah. up the hill. Okay. And I was starting to do the burpees. And all of a sudden, I was like, I don't really feel that good. Yeah. And I made sure, because I've seen your guys' videos mm-hmm. of just like running and running and running in burpees, which are horrible. So many burpees. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to have water this morning, no breakfast, yeah. like kind of go on an empty stomach. And I got sick like at the side of the hill. Yeah. That's when I walked up to you. I was like, hey, man, like I'm going to hang out, but like, am I going to Yeah, no, totally. And I just felt like such a bitch. When I did that, because yeah, I was like, not oh at all, though. And um, it, just with that, like, that was your, your PR day. Is that, like, yeah. a consistent thing? Yeah, so we, that... always, um, we always do a personal record day. It's what we call, like, PR stands for personal record. We always do that on the first Wednesday of every month. And that's the workout? Yeah, so it never changes. So it's actually, like, going back to, like, what you said about, like, you thought, like, you were in better shape than, like, before you came. And, like, it's just, like, it's such a different from, like, strength training versus, like, now we're going to do, like, cardio and HIIT workouts in the same yes. time. Yes. Um, so, like, going back to, like, day one of Rochester Free Fitness when Molly and I started it, um, like, that was the workout. Like, day one, when everyone showed up, that's what we did. And I remember doing the workout, man, like, and I could barely get my ass through that. Like, I didn't even think I finished it, honestly, like, the day when we first started it. And I was, like, the leader, and I was, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, fast forward to, like, you know, almost 80 weeks later, like, I'm, like, it's totally different from, like, me doing it now than, like, doing it, doing it then. So it's, like, yeah. just, like, again, like, coming back to, like, consistency and discipline. But it's a total game changer when you're used to strength training as you are yeah. versus, like, coming into, like, hills like that. Yeah. I, it was nothing that I ever, like, when we'd work out at school, that's when I, like, really got into workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never do cardio. Like, we'd walk through... Like, they had, like, the cardio room and then, like, the strength training room in the back. So, yeah. you had to walk through all the treadmills and stuff to get mm-hmm. there. And after we would, like, squat, 
X amount of weight and like mm-hmm. deadlift X amount of weight, we would like walk out of the gym and be like, why are these guys running? Yeah. But then like now, like knowing what I went through and what probably a bunch of other people went through that like didn't focus on that at all. Mm-hmm. Like I see the value in it. Right. Like um, Casey and I will run to the gym now when we go. Cool. Um, it's like a mile and a half up the street, but it's a three mile right. round trip. And back. So it's good. And like, I feel lighter. I feel like I, I digest food better. Yeah. I mean... When I'm running, I feel like, I definitely feel like that. I feel like everything, like, runs smoothly in my body. And, like, that's why I'm really grateful for November Project because it got me into running more than I ever was. I used to, like, always say, like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. I can't do that. That's crazy. Why are you running 10 miles? Like, I used to think it was insane. And, you know, just coming from my journey of being, like, 340 pounds and now, like, roughly weighing, like, 100 and, like, 90, like, it's the only way for me to, like, really lose weight at this point. You know what I mean? Like, strength training is so important in my life right now and it used to not be but right now it's very important because um like strength is important to me you know what i mean but it might not like be as important to me in like six months per se Mm -hmm. um but like i think that having um the the balance of all of it is just like key for me so i love that like i can you know go for a five plus mile run if i need to and i also can go into the gym and like hang with all like the big guys and like work out with them so um it's just a balance of finding out how you can like maybe like do all of it. Like you said, you run to the gym, then you like do your strength training, then you run back, um, and that's a good balance. I don't think you have to get aggressive and you know run like fifteen plus miles a week, or like you know just strictly strength train. I think like for people, you have to just find what works for you and like what makes you happy. I think fitness should be totally something that's fun like mm. I used to not think that I used to think yeah. people are crazy like going to the gym all the time but it's like my outlet like that's why I will work out like sometimes two three times a day because it's just like keeps me out of trouble man really yeah for sure I mean like not and like I'm not crazy I'm not like a crazy say, human what's the trouble but I mean like <laughs> I do I do like I don't know if I'm bored like I'll eat so like mm. you know I mean I'm like I would say that I'm definitely like obsessed with food like especially sweets I don't know why like I love donuts man i love cake i love like anything sweet and like when i'm bored at home i just like will chill and eat yeah. just hang out so i think like fitness has given me a place to really feel like um an important human being and it's given me like a whole community that like supports me and then i get to support them and it's just a good like it's just a good thing to have in your life um for at least for me because it just gives you that like family oriented space yeah and it's a way better outlet and vice than eating food Right, or like anything. I mean, we all have our obsessions, right? Like, food is kind of like my obsession, and then like other people have like, they, they go to drugs, or they go to alcohol, they go to whatever it is. We can, I think we're all obsessed with some things. I think our, our obsessions can be either um, like assets to our life or they could be hindering us. So, yeah, I think like definitely. I'd rather be obsessed with working out and fitness and um, like health and nutrition than be obsessed with or addicted to something like worse than that. Do you have like. Not like an end goal, but like, is there something that you're kind of going after or is your, um, is your mindset just to show people? Um, I mean, I think that I told, I mean, I definitely have a goal, especially after being like coming from a place of being 340 pounds. I think like you definitely have an idea of like what you eventually want to ultimately look like. Um, body dysmorphia is something that is a real thing and like it affects me like immensely. So like you can tell me how good I look. Someone else can tell me how good I look. And like really when I look in the mirror, like, yeah, I'm super proud of myself. Do not get me wrong. But at the same time, like I definitely want like the flat stomach. I definitely want like... I want abs. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like not, that's not important to me. Like it is. I've put my body through like a huge transformation and Mm -hmm. you know, eventually like I want to look at myself in the mirror, um, 
and be happy with what I see. And I'm not saying that I'm not happy right now, um, but there's definitely more like goals to achieve throughout my like journey. And I think as I keep hitting my goals, like more people will be inspired by that. Um, and it keeps me, um, it keeps me accountable. You know, having a having a goal. Um, it's not something that I'm so set on. I don't have like a date that I need to like achieve any of this by. But I definitely have um, a dream in my head of like what that looks like one day. Um, and I keep, I'll keep doing it. I'll keep like sharing my journey because it it, it helps people. You know, and the people that like maybe will like judge me for it or think I post too much. Like it's, it's, it's their story, not mine. And um, yeah. like, you don't have to follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm always trying to send love out to everyone that I meet. And even, yeah. even if it's a good situation, a bad situation, like um, every situation helps us learn. So like, if it's, if someone treats you bad, like there's something to be like learned in that moment. And if someone's treating you good and supporting you, there's something to be learned in that moment yeah. too. So um, I definitely have a, a end goal though, for sure. People really say shit to you for posting all the time? Um, I mean, I've had like, I mean, I, I do a lot of yoga trainings and stuff. I've teacher like I've had some of my teachers say that like I post too much or like this and that and it's just like at the end of the day like the the, the one teacher I'm like thinking about specifically he like the, he's a lot older you know what I mean he's like almost approaching 70 and like he didn't grow up with social media he didn't grow up with like yeah. the whole like world that we live in now like we're millennials and we're like we take things by storm I think I think we really like go after what we want and um and social media is something that's like really alive right now and it's helping us grow and if I can um, enhance my life through social media and I can enhance other people's life through, through social media I'm definitely going to keep doing it yeah. um, and like if, again like if you're bothered by it you don't have to follow me you know that's yeah. how I feel um, so with Lululemon, this is something that I talked to you about just kind of like briefly mm-hmm. uh, over uh, DM. But how did you get involved with them? Yeah. Because that's like really, like people think Lululemon, they think like top tier. Totally. You know? um, so um, I knew about Lululemon for like a long time. I probably, I, I wore their clothes before I like knew even like what an ambassador was. And um Lululemon. I started going into Lululemon like when I became a yoga instructor. Um, I, a lot of their employees um, um, come train like everywhere around Rochester or any city that Lululemon is in, and they started coming to like classes at Breathe. And I, wor- I was working at the Juice Bar actually um, while I was going through my teacher training, and I would just like check a lot of the Lululemons in the class if they were coming, and I would get to know them. And then I heard about this like ambassadorship. So whenever you walk into a Lululemon store, like the pictures that are in their store are, are of their ambassadors in their city. So like Rochester has like the Monroe Ave store, and they have the Eastview store, and the pictures that you see in the, their stores are you know their local ambassadors. Oh really? Yeah. So um, we have like our we get our own photo shoot with, with like once we get put, put on as an ambassador um but really i found out about the ambassador program through um one of my teachers at the time named her name was trish and um she now actually runs the, the lululemon store on monroe avenue um and their ambassadors are just an extension of what their mission is so lululemon really believes that um you train hard during the week and then like you have balance on the weekends like um, whether you're doing a race a marathon triathlon like whatever you're doing training wise on the weekend you can still find balance and like crack open a beer with your friend and go out for drinks and have a good time and not be so like disciplined like all the time right like we need to have balance we need to have fun um so they really look for people in the community that are um pretty much being trailblazers and um doing good things for the community and i'm not not saying that i'm not boosting my ego and saying that i'm doing amazing things but um they're they're out there in the community they're out there searching for ways to improve their community and they're offering maybe the community things that like other people aren't um so for example like through november project like the free workout it's not something that you know we're getting paid to do it's just really just for the community and the better and the better um overall like view of rochester and to give people like access to you know health and fitness and same thing with my, with my yoga teaching it is um something i'm i'm 
it's something that I'm passionate about. So everything that I do, like my skincare, my um, with Lululemon, with Breathe, with my yoga, and um, with November Project, it's all things that I actually like super like I'm passionate about. I love, and I don't. I'm never going to bed like unhappy. I'm never waking up like unhappy. I'm like, oh shit, I have to go to work today. Like usually, like usually for the most part, like super stoked to be like getting up and you know like moving on through my day because I'm super excited about the work that I'm doing. So what would you say like if if someone asked you? Like what you did, mm-hmm. you know, if like, like someone will ask me like, where, where do you work? Yeah. Like what, what is your job title? Like, yeah, yeah. What would you say? Because you do so much. Totally. So actually I have been trying to like figure that question for that answer, for example, I've been trying to get like a better answer, I guess, for that, like an elevator speech, like, right. How do I answer that question? And, um, a lot of times I'll actually just kind of lead with like, oh, like I, if I'm going to a new gym, for example, or I go into like a new fitness place in Rochester, instead of like leading with like I'm a yoga teacher I breathe I kind of just lead with like I'm a Lululemon ambassador people like are are people are really um prone to like ask questions after I say that because it doesn't feel like I'm walking into their business looking for something if I walked into a business and I was getting ready to train for the first time and the owner was talking to me and they're like what do you do and I say oh I'm a yoga instructor I breathe it can feel very it can feel very pretentious like like oh like he's just at my gym because he wants to check out what we're doing or like he wants to know like what the vibe is over here or he's like looking at a competition so I kind of like when you open the avenue up of like oh like I'm a Lulu I'm ambassador I was just coming to check your gym out because like we love to support local businesses we love to get to know like the, um, the owners and the, the people that work for you and um, and then when I say that it kind of opens a, a good door for us to have like a really like um, amazing conversation and then if anything else comes up I'll, I will lead with like you know November project and I will lead with like obviously I do yoga I breathe and I do skin I breathe as well um, but I really try to make it like just I lead with um, like just something really like basic like the Lululemon ambassadorship because there's, I don't have to um I don't know if they, I, I, that's just what I do. I don't know if they know why, I guess. It just makes sense to me to, like, lead with that because I guess it feels more opening or maybe, maybe more welcoming yeah. um, to lead with something like that versus, like, talking about everything that I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of, now that you say it, it kind of seems like the, the foundation of what you do, like, everything kind of is, that's, like, all-encompassing. Like, yeah. the, the things that the uh, ambassadors stand for. Yeah. It's kind of like that just branches out on everything that you do to right. begin with. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a vehicle. I went into um, one of the breathes one time to look at uh, yoga mats. Okay. I have a yoga mat now. Casey bought me a yoga mat. Um, But while I was walking around, I saw like a postcard size thing for like a meditation membership. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do those? Yeah, so I actually, um, right now I don't have a meditation class on the schedule just because of like my, what my schedule is like looks like right now, but I have taught meditation classes in the past. I still lead them if I'm like subbing for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 30 minute guided meditations actually, which is like, it can be a beautiful place to start if you've never actually like started, like ever tried meditation. There was um, a lot of things that go in along with meditation. So like, um, so for example, um, like the first 30 days of anyone really meditating, I really just tell them to focus on their seat. You know, most of us are sitting with a tucked pelvis all day, rounding our shoulders forward, just like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And like you're sitting like very straight up on tucked pelvis. And like, so for the first 30 days, I really just try to tell someone to like focus on their seat. And then like for the next 30 days after that, focus on just breath. Um, but there's like so many um, steps to the meditation process that people don't even know about. So they like, will download these apps or they'll just go online, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like there, there's no like there's no guiding being done to like get them out of their head. 
So it's just like telling them to breathe and, you know, just focus on the breath. And that's challenging yeah. for someone, especially if you've never mm-hmm. sat for 30 minutes and yeah. just been with your thoughts. Um, so I think um, having a place to go to where you have leaders leading you through meditation, it can be just very um, a great starting point for anyone. Even someone that's seasoned in their meditation practice, it's beautiful to just meditate in a space of like-minded individuals and having yeah. that space to like connect with people. Even if you're not talking to them, you can totally feel energy. Energy is a real thing. Um, you can't touch it. You can't like see it. Yeah. Um, but you definitely have you have auras, right? Like when you're around someone who like brings you like bad energy, like it's because their aura is like something's going on with their aura that is making you feel that way, right? Or it could be a lot of things. But um, I definitely think the meditation classes are like amazing. Before, so when I came in and mm-hmm. I saw that, I was in the middle of reading a Dan Harris book. Okay. Have you heard of? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Dan Harris. Um, so I read his first book started meditating just like sitting focusing on the breath like you mm-hmm. said for like five ten minutes when yeah. i would do it um finished that book read his other book um and i think like between those two somewhere i walked into breathe and saw that guided meditation thing and i was like who would drive to a studio to do a guided meditation yeah. and then i saw people coming out of one of the rooms after a class and like everyone was like hugging each other yeah i actually i saw one person like kind of crying like it looked like they had just finished crying and I was like oh okay like I kind of get it now Mm -hmm. but like with the meditation like what's the process of like guided meditation because I've always found like with Headspace or Calm that Mm -hmm. like you pull it up and some guy's like saying to you in like an NPR voice like think about water and you're like why yeah so like being experienced with that yeah like what would you say that a guided meditation really consists of totally i think there's a lot of like ways you can like answer that question but i think like again like the first thing that i try to like make happen in in the meditation process is to make my students grounded Mm -hmm. so you really start to like usually start with like a body scan like where it can be like very simple like just notice your feet and then like go up the body all the way to the top of the head um and then you just like recognize sensation throughout the body and then when you've kind of got the body to like settle down and like just ground themselves like in the room um then you can start speaking about like other things like breath and i think people bring up like water just because um it's a very peaceful thing it's a very mm-hmm. calming thing especially when you can like listen to water like an ocean or like even like thinking about water like if you can just like maybe like think about the ocean for example like it's very like for me it's very calming and very um water actually calms us down Mm -hmm. um so i think people use the analogy of that to just like bring people into like focusing on one thing rather than like a thousand things um but i I really like to i like people to understand that like it's okay to think about thoughts during a meditation process it's just like what's the gap between like you thinking about that thought and then like actually not thinking about it again um because we can get so stuck in our thoughts so it's like in, in meditation if you're you know five minutes in then all of a sudden you start thinking about like what you have to cook tonight and the dishes that you have to do and like putting your kids to bed or whatever like like how can you just like breathe in like on your exhale can that thought like leave like immediately and then like you don't have attachments to that thought and like really that's just like the base of like what meditation is like right can we relieve like what's happening inside of our brain and start to like rewire the um the the brain like the neurotransmitters and everything um and there's so many studies that show you that like just like maybe like a week or two weeks or like a month of just breathing consistently, like at the same time every single day, um, can rewire the brain mm-hmm. and make you like less like irritated or less reactive and more of um, someone who responds to, to situations. Um, so you, I'm sure you've been in situations like I know I'm, I still find myself in situations where I overreact versus like just taking a few small deep breaths and then like what's the outcome that can be made from like those breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, so like really the whole process of guided meditation is like getting them into their body 
and I'm like getting them into breath and I'm like recognizing that like you're going to have thoughts and those thoughts are totally okay um how can you just like lessen the the deep connection you have with those thoughts um and that's like that's really the process it's very simple actually people think um we overcomplicate meditation um and it's really just like sitting with your thoughts and not letting them run away so if someone is sad like let them be sad I feel like so much even in our lives I'm not sure about you but growing up it's just like I feel like I, I feel like I never was allowed to just sit with my emotions. Like if someone, if I had a death in the family, it was like, oh, the funeral was here, and then you had to get over it. And it's like, well, sometimes people, some people, some people need like three weeks, months, years to get over things. Um, I think we're always suppressing our emotions, and I feel like meditation gives us access to deal with our emotions and actually like move through them. Okay. If that would, I was kind of an overloaded. Oh answer. no, 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 not at all. Um, the one thing that I think about that seems like something that's up in the air with meditation Mm -hmm. is if you're doing it solo, like you said, like people start thinking about like, Oh, I have like, I have a dishwasher full of dishes right now that I need to clean out uh, before Casey gets home or else I'll get divorced already. Um, Stuff like that. Like you don't really need to think about that. Right. But say you're, what's a good example. Say you're like an author and you're Mm -hmm. writing a book and you have writer's block. Yeah. Like if that idea that you're held up at, like Mm -hmm. came into your mind to just like let it sit there and see if just like the natural process can help work that out mm-hmm. or get you to like the next step. That's like that. That's how I feel about like that whole like topic where people are like, oh, no, you just need to focus on like X, Y, Z. Yeah. But I'm like, well, if something like comes into my head that I'm trying to figure out, like, shouldn't I just let it sit there and kind of see what happens? Yeah. Totally. I um that's a great question to answer too. I think like the same thing happens with me. Like some med- some some days when I meditate, it's very like easy. I don't think about much at all, and like I could be there for thirty minutes to an hour, and it could feel like seconds, right? And then there's other times I'm meditating, and thoughts will not leave my head, and and I think that's okay. Like sometimes I just have to end my meditation early and just go deal with that thought. Like that's why most of the time I will just have like a journal journal next to me, mm-hmm. and if I need to open my eyes, I need to write something down. It's like I can write it down and like come back to it later. Like it's um, but my meditation, my meditation space and my time is really just for like letting myself be like Rocco in all of his like you know ways. And um, if I'm stuck on a thought, I usually just like kind of write it down, and then like I'll go back into my meditation. If it, if I need to end my meditation early and just like deal with that thought, like I'll just end it early. Um, so that's why I do like I do like to having like my alone time with meditation, so you have those like options. Mm-hmm. And I also like I love going to the guided meditation too, because I'm kind of stuck there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I can't yeah. really rush away from that. So it's like I like having the option of both. It's like the flexibility. It's like sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to meditate. Mm. You know, and I only do it for like three to five minutes, and that's yeah. really okay. It's like you just you meditate today. Zero. Exactly. It's like you know I tell people all the time like they're like I couldn't come to class today because I only like, I, I got I would have been there twenty minutes late, and I was like okay great you couldn't come to my class, but could you have done yoga for twenty minutes by yourself? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always yes, but we don't do it. We don't yeah. actually do it by ourselves, yeah. and it's just like I wonder why. But then like. The community and the connection piece is so important to people. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that will actually hold us all together is those two things. Like yeah. one, without those two things, we actually like are really depressed. Mm-hmm. So like having the community to come into, like a, like a studio like Breather. There's tons of yoga studios that are like you know doing the same thing, and you know having that community is, is like super important because like a lot of people don't have that, and we don't know what people are going through. So I think um, like just the space of um, like connection is um, very 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 um, beneficial for all of us. Yeah, definitely, I would agree with that. Um, you mentioned skincare. Mm. I know that you do that yeah. because I've seen it online. But like, how did you get into that? Because yeah. that kind of seems like the... So you do the Lululemon, yep. which is like fitness community, breathe fitness community, November project fitness community. Yep. And then it's like 
skin. Your skincare. Yes. That's kind of like the oddball. Yeah. How did you, it is actually. No offense. No, how, it's fine. How, how did you like? Yeah, I, it was all because of breathe actually. So okay. I, I mean, I've always been into like skincare. I'd always try things, but I was never someone who I like, went in the store religiously and bought like the same thing or used the same thing. I didn't have a regimen. Actually, it's all because of breathe that I got into skincare. So breathe um, is a retail business as well. So they actually have their own boutique. Mm-hmm. They have um, like their juice bar. They have the yoga side of it, and then at their Pittsburgh location, we have massage, acupuncture, and um, an esthetician who, which is me. Oh really? Um, and we do skincare for them. Um, but Breathe carries um, a line called Arcana Los Angeles, and they sell the skincare line at all the Breathe locations. And um, they we hosted like we host two events every year at like certain Breathes, and we actually bring the skincare like professionals in that work for Arcana directly, and they do like mini chair facial events. And that was when I actually like someone someone bought me one. Someone from my teacher training at the time was like, "Hey, I paid fifty bucks. I bought you this chair facial. I want you to go before training today and just to enjoy yourself." And I was like, "Oh my god, girl, thank you." So I like <laughs> I went and I got this facial for like a, just like a simple like basic facial, um, seated. And she basically explained my skin to me, explained what products I should be using, and I ended up I was working for a breathe at the time, so I actually got a discount. So I ended up buying all the products and that she recommended and went home and used them. And my skin got a lot better. I used to have like not awful acne, but I mean it was a normal Italian teenager with oily skin, I would break out. I would have scars sometimes because I would pick and yeah, just the whole nine yards, right? Mm. And then Arcana actually like totally changed, transformed my skin and um, Cindy owns Breathe and her daughter actually is an esthetician and she brought professional facials back and I um, just ended up going with her for four months and just getting treatments done. And after like my fourth month with her, I was like, I could totally see myself doing this kind of work. I didn't even know what an esthetician was. It's like the weirdest word that I, like, I even now I say it and I'm like, no one even knows what it is. Yeah. Um, and I looked, I looked into it and realized that Rochester had three places you can go um, to go to school for that. Uh, I called all three and it ended up working out with one of the schools and I, I stopped working at Breathe, not as a teacher, just as like their manager of Webster. And I went to school full time for four months and got my license and all the intention was to work for Breathe and they didn't know that, but the intention was set in my mind already and like fast forward to now, that's how skincare kind of came into the realm of things and um, it is like an oddball with like all the other three things that I do, yeah. but it like fits it fits into it because I'm, it's, it's all involved in like health and beauty. So it's yeah. like I feel good about what I do because um, I'm trying to transform. I transform people's skin, right? I make them healthier, and I um, and our skin is like I don't want to say our money maker, but it's like our confidence booster. Like if you are walking around with like not the best skin, like it is that's not the best feeling in the world, right? Like everyone looks at your face first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really use that as like um and like the line that we use that I breathe like Arcana. It's very just a, it's all natural. It's um all it's mostly organic, gluten free, and um, it transforms the skin from the outside or from the inside out. So I really feel um, powerful about the line that I use, and we see great results. And I'm giving people that like wonderful glow that they want in their skin. So um, I'm boosting people's confidence, and um, that's kind of how it all like fit into like what I do now. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like a little weird though when you don't know like the backstory. Yeah, but sure. now that I do, it, you know, it sounds like these are all things that you at some point, mainly like when you were in your younger years, mm-hmm. um, still young, but in your younger yeah, yeah, years, totally, man. um, was it just something that you kind of had like a, a personal, not battle, but yeah, dispute with, yeah, yeah, totally. um, so now it's just kind of something that you were able to overcome, find like an outlet to, and just mm-hmm. kind of educate and help other people right. go through those same battles. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to hold you too long. Yeah, I mean, so I know you're online. Are you yeah. only on Instagram? I have Facebook too. You're on Facebook? Yeah. No Twitter, no. Pinterest, or anything? No. 
Okay. Where where can people find you? Yeah, yeah. So my no, no, not at all. My Facebook is Rocco Bianchi, which is R O C C O, and then my last name is B I A N C H I, and my Instagram handle is my first name Rocco with a zero, and then the word yeah. I'm, I made that when I was like a freshman in high school. I haven't changed it, but <laughs> yeah, actually the yeah is, um, is spelled Y E A H H H, I believe, um, and that's where you guys can find me. Um, yeah, and I post a lot of my stories. I post a lot of my Instagram mostly, um, and that's really where I stay connected with um, just, like, my, my online peeps is mostly Instagram. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love Instagram. I'm kind of like a little Instagram, I don't know, I don't want to say like a swear word, but, like, you know what I mean? I'm like an Instagram whore, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. That, that wouldn't be the worst thing that's been said on this No, not at all. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Totally, Ethan. Really Thank do. you so much, really man. Do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, man.